You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. My husband and I have been married for about six years, serving for seven, right? Yeah? Okay. Serving for seven. We actually had the privilege of helping launch our South Campus, our Eastlake Campus. So we started at the AMC Theater. For those of you who don't know, we started with a little group, maybe about 10 of us, 12 of us. And we would meet at the Lee's house and have service. Eventually, we had service at the AMC Theater. So we have literally done everything. We've cleaned toilets. We've vacuumed floors. We've led teams. We've had connect groups. We've led, I look now and I see our beautiful response lounge, and it's so funny. So we used to run the um, altar call team, and in the theater we had this teeny tiny little hallway <laughs> where if you were on that team, you vaguely, you actually really remember the joy of hoping that that little white chair that they're sitting on doesn't collapse from under them as they're receiving Jesus. And it was, but those are good times, people. Like, that's just, that's building the church. That's entering into it and saying, what do I need to do? How do I do this? God, just send me. Send me. I will go. I'll help build your church. And so through that, you know, we've been here quite a few years. Naturally, you're going to go through some times that are maybe not so fun. So today I want to share with you my testimony on navigating offense. So... Not a popular topic, but oh my gosh, a fruitful topic. Like, I'm going to talk to you about how I entered into it and began to, and let God begin to just do a work in my heart and really just talk to me and navigate what, or show me how to navigate that, what that looked like. And really, all the offense did was reveal what was in my heart. And so, that was not easy to see, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, but, you know, I began to feel just this yuckiness. Like, I knew that stuff was there. I knew that I was kind of going through my days and thinking, ah, you know, feeling little triggers here and there. Or having opinions about something. Feeling judgmental towards something. And I started to think, God, like, what, what is this? What's happening? And I started to realize that because I didn't address the little things, I started to feel the bigger things and it started to become bigger in my heart, in my spirit, in my head. And so my thoughts began to shift. I began, and I got to the point where I questioned if this was the church for me. And I started to justify why I didn't fit in or why... Um, you know, who I was was probably not what they needed. You know, I don't feel seen at church. All of those thoughts. And I remember standing at the front door and looking in and thinking, wow, if it was my first time, I would think this church was amazing. Like, this looks really cool. Like, this is a really cool church. And I remember saying, God, just, uh, just give me that love again. Give me that love again for this church. I know it's there. I know it's there. So I surrendered and I said, okay, God. It says in Psalms 123, examine my heart, oh God. And I was actually, I was actually afraid to pray that prayer because I didn't want to know what was in my heart. I was good with just like, you know, it's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I can still serve. I'll be okay. Um, you know, I can just 
I can just keep walking it out and pretend like it's okay. But let me tell you something. If whatever you're carrying, even if you don't speak it, it will manifest, manifest either in lack of fruit or in your surroundings. And people will see it. They will know. And as a leader, it is your job and your responsibility to maintain a healthy heart. As a, when you're serving, it's your job to maintain a healthy heart because you are, are that example for people who are just coming in and thinking, is this where I want to be? And all of us are responsible for our own heart. Now, what was done, I had no control over. But I had a choice to say, I do not want to be offended anymore. And you know what? What happened was real. I felt it. It was very real to me. But I also had full control as to what I was going to do about it. And I realized that offense was a choice. I was choosing to be offended. I was choosing to feel the way I was feeling. And I was just waiting for something to magically make me feel better. You know, a kind word, or which people did. But here's the funny thing. When you already have a filter of offense, you don't even hear that. You don't even see that. So all of this greatness was happening around me, but I had lost my joy. I had lost that excitement. And I said, okay, God, I'm ready. Let's do this. And he walked me through it. And there was two things that I held on to. I said, God, I know that this church has fruit. I know it. Clearly, I mean, we're growing at a pace that we can't even keep up with. There's fruit in this church. And two, I know that I know that I know that our pastors are guided by the word of God and the spirit of God. And if I know that, if I know that, we can't go wrong. So clearly, the problem here is me. How do I navigate this? And so that's what I did. I just said, God, examine my heart. And I began to enter into the joy. See, joy is eternal. Happiness is circumstantial. And so when you enter into Jesus, you experience the joy of the Lord. That became my strength. My filters began to, the shackles in my eyes began to fall. And I got to see people for who they were because I started to love myself again. So I was able to love others. I started to lead from a different perspective. I started to lead from a different place. And, you know, when you're processing, there's no shame in that. And I just want to share that with you. If you, ever, if you have ever felt that or you currently feel that, there is no shame in processing that what you're feeling. Because it's real. It's going to happen. You're going to get offended. But what you do with it is totally up to you. I realized during that time that... Building the house of God was bigger than my feelings. There is a call. We have to rise up as a church and begin to shift culture, begin to impact our communities. And if we're all sitting here offended, nothing's going to happen. It's our job to walk out and begin to have that vision for what this church is going to do. And I wanted to be on that train. I heard God say, look, this train is going a thousand miles an hour. It, you're either on it or you're off it. Like, it's your choice. So I was like, God, I don't care if I'm hanging up by the rail and it's dragging me, but I'm holding on somehow, some way. And I'm just, I'm going to figure this out and you're going to help me because I don't want to get off this train. And wherever you need me on that train, I'm going. And so... 
I just, that realization, like, God, this is so, this is bigger than me. And how selfish of me it would have been to pull my children out of a healthy place, out of healthy community, out of beautiful friendships, because my feelings were hurt. Like, this is their house too. This is my husband's house too. And here I was feeling like, oh, my feelings are hurt. Okay, get over it. Like, there's, and, and, I, and I know that sounds mean, but really it's not. Because there is a greater call in your life. Do not let the enemy hold you there in pity when there is victory already established for you, in you, and ready to be expressed. And now more than ever, more than ever. Jump on this train, serve in the church. And it's so true. Like Kaylee said, if you serve his house, he will serve yours. He will take care of yours. I have seen it in my home. It is a promise, and God does not go back on his promises. So today, I just encourage you. I hope my testimony has helped you. And I just encourage you step out. Step out. Step out afraid. Step out offended. Step out upset. Step out however you are. God doesn't care. Just show up. Show up. He'll work in you. He'll do it. He'll place you. And you know what? When you step out and you just try it, all of a sudden, the feelings of joy will begin, will begin to push out those feelings of fear and feelings of hesitation. <clears throat> so... Let me pray with you this morning, and there are two groups that, that um, I feel in my heart to pray for. The first one is, if you've come here with offense from maybe another church or another place that you've served, I'd like for you to just lay that down today. Start new. Let's start new right here, right now. Today is a new day for you. If you have been offended in this church, let's pray for that. And let me just remind you, and I'm telling you today, it's not a mistake that you're here. You're in the right place at the right time. God has you here. Those doubts that you have <clears throat> are a lie from the pit of hell. Confusion is not from God. If you're confused, we cast that out this morning. We're done with that. This is where you belong. You've found your home. Welcome home. So let me pray for you. God, I just thank you, God, for a house that we get to stay planted in, Father, that we get to have roots in, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you, God, that you are a good God, that you are a God that heals. And so today, this morning, <clears throat> we just pray that you heal those areas in our hearts, Father, where we just, we feel offended, we feel hurt, God, where there's shame, Father, where there's fear. And this morning, I just encourage you to just release it to God. God is good for it. God is good for it. And he's been waiting for you to release whatever you're carrying because the call of, of God on your life is so much greater than what is holding you back right now. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Today, the promises of God come alive in you. The spirit of God is alive in you. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in every single person here. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Come on, how amazing was that? Give it up for Carla Rivera. Come on, I see a proud husband over here. Well, hey, uh, 
I love that. It's just so amazing watching uh, y'all's journey. Just uh, they're kind of part of the original OGs, the 10 of us, and the original East Lake Campus building, Matt Lee's house. Come on. Well, hey, next we're going to hear from one of my favorite people. He's an intern, him and his beautiful fiance. I actually asked him, I asked him yesterday, like, so how much longer do you? He was like, 76 days. Yeah, like he's counting down. But one of the greatest people in our church, such a bright future for this beautiful couple. Give it up for the handsome Alexis Garcia. Thank you, thank you. Hey, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I just want to thank you guys, Pastor Mike and Pastor Katie. Ever since we started coming here, you guys have just been amazing and just how you pour into us. And me and Laura, we love you so much. Um, so, yeah, today I'm going to talk about my testimony on serving. And I'm going to start off with reading in 1 Corinthians 3, 5 through 8. I think they're going to put it up. You can read along with me. <clears throat> It starts with saying, after all, who is Apollos, who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. Uh, he, Paul says, I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. Yeah. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. So... Last verse says, the one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. So when I read that, it just reminded me of this community and this church. Um, every Wednesday, every Sunday, we come in here and I see that all the ministries just work together for that same, for one purpose. And it's so beautiful because as soon as me and my family started coming here, um, you guys just accepted us right away. And not only that, you just wanted to get us on the team and, and get planted. And the way that I began getting planted in this church was with the internship, which is amazing. For those of you who have kind of been thinking about it, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's great. But um, God, I, me and Laura had seen the preview on the internship, and she was super excited about it. And I was just like, nah, like, that's not, that's not for me. Like, but in my heart, God was like, dude, you got to do this. You got to do this. Previously at my old church, um, God was pulling on my heart and I ran away. I was like, nope, nope, I'm scared. I'm, I'm running away. Um, so when I came to this amazing church, God was like, this is it. Like, you got to get started. This is your calling. So I didn't really know what the internship was really I just saw the preview. It doesn't really describe, like, what you do, the requirements, or anything like that. So, um, of course, the first couple of weeks, I get in there, and they're like, oh, you're going to lead, and you're going to lead prayer, and you're going to preach four times. And I was like, what the heck? You know, like, this is way out of my comfort zone. So I was like, man, like, why, God? You know, like, why? Why are you doing this to me? You know, but... The reason I was uncomfortable was because I had never been surrounded in a place of growth, you know. They, everyone, around it, everyone around me wanted me to grow. They wanted uh, my life to become better and, and God the same. Um, so, of course, the internship has been amazing and it's been like a roller coaster ride. And 
there's, but there are some days and some weeks where there is some, you know, like Carla was saying, you go through some hard days, some hard seasons. But it was, um, it was the people around me, you know, who really helped me. And going back to the verse, it says, uh, Apollos watered it. You know, Apollos was doing the thing, you know, he was, he was ministering with Paul, and that was his community. So on those days where I didn't feel so hot, I could have easily quit and just been like, you know what, God, I didn't know it was going to be this hard. I'm out of here, you know. But the people around me, the people who are watering me, pouring into me, uh, is what got me through, through, through those tough times. You know, it's, sometimes it feels like there's a ceiling and there's so much pressure, but the people around you are the ones that help you break through that ceiling and you go to the next level. But, um, yeah, so um, growth. Growth is, is what it says here, God does the growing. Growth started to happen started to happen in my life super duper fast like I thought I was gonna go my first year of internship like barely like um you know learning the basics but right away like you know Pastor Mike you know he gave me the push and he was like dude you got to get up there and I was like oh my gosh okay all right um but that's how God moves he moves fast you know my my like I when I was joining when I was about to join the internship I had the plans of getting married to my beautiful fiance now, Laura. I had those plans, but I was like, oh, well, because I'm gonna serve and be in the internship, I have to put a pause on everything. I thought I had to put a pause on everything. But God, he expedited that, like, that journey. Like, just two months, three months into the internship, he provided the funds for me to get her her dream ring, and, and we got engaged. We got engaged, and... Um, it's funny, we went from one day from just being boyfriend and girlfriend to now planning a wedding, like quickly. And God just started doing miracle after miracle, just providing tremendously. Um, like, our, like how she said on Wednesday in her tie that like people just came out of nowhere, like here's a check, here I'm going to do your cake, I'm going to pay for the DJ. Like, like we're about to get married in two months, like 76 days, a little over two months, a little over two months. And I'm super pumped, I'm super excited. And God is pumped. He's excited. He knows the desires of your heart. Yes, he knows the desires of your heart. And it's not just what he wants. He wants to give you his will, but also the desires of your heart. And that's what he did for me. And even starting it, I was, I was doubtful about the internship, about my finances. I was like, okay, God, um, I'm going to give up this year for you financially. And... Um, I'm just going to give it my all. And I'm, I stopped working um, full time, obviously, because the internship takes a lot of your time. So I thought that the year was going to end, you know, with not a lot of profit. But I just did my taxes with the amazing Alex Cervantes. He's, he's phenomenal. I, he did amazing. And I was just looking at the numbers and I was like, man, like, what the heck? This has been the most fruitful year of my life. Like, Yes, <clears throat> and it's not like it was like a double my income, but just the fact that it was a few thousand more, it's like, dang, like, God, you are so good. Like, you are such a provider. You are so amazing. 
And all of this was just able to happen by just taking that step of faith and, and just saying yes to God. Each, each and every one of you guys have a calling and a purpose that is so amazing. And we need you in this church. We need you on our teams because look around. Like we, we're growing so much here at Awaken. Building after building is, is being purchased. And we need, we need you guys. You know, we don't just want you here. We need you here. So... Um, I'm just going to close out with prayer. So thank you, Father God, for this opportunity and for allowing me to share my testimony. You are so great, God. Everything that you've done this year was done so that I could share it right here, Father God, and inspire hearts, inspire people, inspire your children, Father God, who are not here by accident. Today's going to be an amazing day, and I pray that as people sign up for their teams, that's just the beginning of their life, Father God. They're going to step into the supernatural roller coaster of expedited growth, Father God, that you put us on. So we thank you, Father, and we pray this in your name. Amen. Come on, give it up for Alexis Garcia. So good, man. Goodness gracious. Just keep your eye on that couple. Things are happening. Well, hey, uh, to, to round it out, bat and clean up, um, this uh, mighty man um, uh, is on our worship team, amazing singer. He's in every uh, theater production we have. He does an amazing job. But I think that my favorite thing about him is he's a faithful men's prayer attender. He's there every Tuesday morning at 5.30. And, uh, you know, if, you, if you're a girl, you wouldn't know because you're not invited. No offense. Um, or if you're a guy and, and haven't gone yet, like we always start men's prayer with something we call God stories. We just kind of open it up for people to share some miraculous God. And every flipping week, this guy has some crazy story about some breakthrough in finances or in his family and got to the point where I just try to sit next to him. Maybe I can just, a little bit of it will rub off on me. But one of my favorite people in the world, will you please give it up for the handsome Miguel Ortega. Amen, amen. If you could all please take a seat. Come on. First off, I'd like to give honor where honor is due. Thank you, Pastor Mike and Katie Yeager, for this opportunity to share my story on how serving has brought breakthrough. Amen. Come on. I'm going to start off with a prayer. Thank you, Father God, for giving opportunities to serve, Father God, to giving opportunities to grow. I pray that you use me, Father God, and you speak through me, Father God, and you allow me to reach those that need to be reached. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Come on. My name is Miguel, for those of you who do not know me. And I'm married to my beautiful wife, Sandra. And we are a family of three and a half. We have a four-year-old named Caleb, and we have one in the way, a little girl due in July. Come on. And when I talk about Caleb, a lot of times I reference him as our a miracle baby. And miracle baby number one, and then the one on the way is miracle baby number two. And the reason why I say that is because when Sandy was growing up, the doctors kept telling her that you're never going to have a baby. And she, knowing me, my wife knew that I love kids, and she was like, are you okay with this? I was like, babe, it's okay. God's going to take care of it. Don't worry. We had baby number one, Caleb, miracle baby number one, and now we're expecting baby number two. I'm grateful that we serve a God that the impossible doesn't exist. Nothing is impossible for God, amen? Come on. So I want to start you off on a journey from the beginning with me, and then we're going to 
ramp up and finish this off. So when we came to Awaken Church, it was called C3. And we came in about six years ago. And when we came into a service, we loved it so much that we decided that, you know what, love the culture, love the vision. This is where we want to plant our roots. And coming from a military lifestyle, I never really had an opportunity to be anywhere long enough where I can actually root myself anywhere. I would be somewhere for three years or less, and then I had to move somewhere else. So the idea of rooting myself at Awaken Church was exciting. But we knew that we wanted to serve somewhere together. And we found out that we were having a hard time finding a place to serve. Until someone pointed out that it wasn't that we were having a hard time finding a place to serve, is that we were having a hard time finding a place we wanted to serve. And then we were masking it with, oh, I'm having trouble finding where my heart is. <laughs> they were like, Joker, your heart is right here. Like, what are you looking for? <laughs> so I remember we went home that night. We were like, ah, they were right. It's like we prayed about it and we decided, you know what, babe? We're going to find a place where there is a need and that's where we're going to serve together. We found ourselves serving in kids' church that following Sunday. There is always a need in kids' church, people. The reason I love this church so much is because the transparency is amazing. The, 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 the ability for someone on this platform to be transparent, I have never seen in my entire life until I came to Awaken Church. So in the spirit of transparency, the irony behind my story is that when we were at the theater, they asked us to help and volunteer in kids' church. And I remember we showed up, and there was yelling, there was screaming, running around, boogers flying everywhere. And it almost looked like an episode of the Rugrats. Anybody remember that? Has that been canceled? Not yet? No? Just checking. Well, I remember, I remember that I looked over to my wife and I kind of reached over and I was like, babe, babe, let's not do this again, okay? And I'm almost embarrassed to say that, but it's true. That's, that's what happened. And so little did we know that serving together in kids' church would be so rewarding. It brought us joy. It improved our marriage. It improved our communication. Working together to set a structure, our prayer language improved, our patience improved. If we had a level for patience, it went from like a three to 300. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we made friends that are more like family. And it's something about breaking down the word so much so that a three-year-old can understand it. It's so rewarding. I'll give you an example. My favorite example is I was worshiping and I had my hands out. And a kid comes up to me. He goes, why do you put your hands out when you're singing? And I was like, ooh. I was like, so I did what any adult would do when he asks, answers a kid a question. I answered it with another question. I said, <clears throat> You ever broken a piñata before? Piñata, for those of you who don't know what piñata is. And he goes, yeah. I was like, okay, so what happens when you break a piñata? He goes, candy falls out. I was like, okay. So do you keep your hands in your pockets when the piñata, when the candy falls? And he goes, no. I was like, what do you do? He's like, I grab the candy. I was like, okay. All right, so when, when I sing to God, 
when I sing to God, God drops blessings in the form of gifts. And I can't catch those blessings with my hands in my pockets. I got to make sure I catch them all. I kid you not. I kid you not. Guess who I saw the following Sunday with his hands out during worship? Yes. Proverbs 22.6. He's going to put it behind me. It says, I train up a child in the way he should go, and even when he's old, he will not depart from it. What our kids learn in kids' church, they don't just keep it on a Sunday. They take it and they use it in their everyday lives. My son Caleb, he goes to a preschool. And in that preschool, they show video of us, of the kids, of what they're doing in the different activities. And so uh, one of the videos, they were having a fire drill and they had them all lined up outside. And as the video was panning, I'm looking for Caleb. I'm like, where is this guy? And all of a sudden you hear a little voice. Don't be afraid. I'm like, is that Caleb? God is with you. As it pans to Caleb, he's over there trying to cheer up his friends, facing them. God is with you. 3 John 1, 4 says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. You see, one of our biggest fears, wanting to serve every Sunday, was that we were going to have to sacrifice family time in order to serve. But what we realized was that not only were we spending quality time serving together as a family, that we were watching our son Caleb get excited on Saturday nights because he knew that the next day he was going to go to church. And that gave us so much peace. Oh, there was a time where my beautiful wife Sandy felt sick and she had to lay down. She couldn't play with Caleb. And so we were playing and he was like, where's mom? I was like, oh, she had to lay down. She feels sick. Well, this joker walks all the way to his mom's room, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, he's going to get her up. He's going to yell. I was like, no, 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 Caleb, she's sick. He's like, no, no, no. So he goes all the way to her side, and he goes, Mommy, are you sick? My wife goes, yeah. He goes, I'm going to pray for you. My greatest joy as a father is to see my son make those kind of choices on his own. Watching him pray over his mom and declaring healing is a testament for what Kids Church is doing on a Sunday. We aren't just watching Super Wings, I promise. Like, this is not, like, that's their reward. PJ Masks. So, when we pray for patience, wisdom, growth, God just, he doesn't just snap his fingers and it happens. He presents opportunities for us to have patience, wisdom, and growth. And it's our job to take that action. For every miracle that Jesus did, he required an action. If you think about it, get up and walk. Hold out your hand. Go wash yourself in the pool. What action will you take to get your breakthrough? You see, by choosing to serve in Kids Church, my family saw breakthrough in our lives in every aspect of it. In our finances, our family, our jobs. And why not? If you serve God's house, he will build yours. In Matthew 18, 6 through 7, it says this. If anyone causes one of these little ones... Those who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large stone hung around their neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. So what do you think would happen to those who are helping those children walk in the truth? It's no surprise. As seasons come and go, if you're looking for a place to serve, maybe simply asking where is the need so I can fill it, can make the biggest impact in your life that you could have never imagined. If this is you, I want to pray for you. 
If you're like me, where you're having a hard time finding a place to serve because you don't know where your heart is or you're just waiting for a sign, stop reading horoscopes. This is your sign. This is it. I want to pray for you. Thank you, Father God. For the desire that you have placed in our hearts to want to serve you because we want to, not because we have to. I pray for anyone struggling to find a place to serve because they feel they aren't good enough or aren't able to. I bind those negative thoughts right now and I cast them out. And I fill and replace it with the Holy Spirit, Father God. And I, I pray that you give us the eyes to see the need and the boldness to fill it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Pastor Mike. Come on, give it up for Miguel. Give it up for Alexis. Give it up for Carla Rivera. Man. How amazing is that? Well, hey, with just the last couple seconds we got, just go ahead and stay standing. I'd love to just bow your heads really, really quickly. Close your eyes. Maybe you're in here um, and uh, you see, you know, these men and women up here speaking. And maybe it feels miles away for you. Oh, my gosh, I could never do that. I could, that's not me. I feel so far from God. That's where we all start, every single one of us. And so maybe today you just need to surrender your life to him. And so I just want to give you a really quick opportunity to do that. It's very simple. I'm just going to walk you through a very, very simple prayer. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you'll be saved. That's it. You don't have to go do a bunch of good deeds. That way the bad ones don't have to say a bunch of Hail Marys. Nothing like that. Just confess and believe. So I just want to walk you through a simple prayer if that's you. So on the count of three, no one looking around. If that's you and you want, you want to pray that prayer alongside me, I'm going to ask you just to shoot your hand up here in a second. So maybe you've never prayed that prayer before. Maybe you did a long time ago and whatever, life got in the way and you fell away, slipped away, whatever. Or maybe this, um, this morning you just feel far from God. I want to pray with you. So if that's you on the count of three, just shoot your hand up. One, two, three. Who are those ones in here? Awesome. I see that hand right there. Amazing. Who else needs to make that decision today? Pray that prayer. Submit your life. Be reconciled with the God that made you. It's all about the change. Come on, anybody else need to make that decision? So proud of you. Amazing, amazing. All right, come on, church. Let's all pray this prayer out loud. Let's say, Dear Heavenly Father. Come on, loud and proud. Everybody in the building. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you today for sending Jesus on a rescue mission to save my soul. Today I ask for your forgiveness, and I know that I am a child of God, that heaven is my home, that an adventure awaits. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.